0: Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast of and Alice Rosen Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Lowry, and your other host, Raphael, is, oh he's back to work. Full disclosure, I am sitting in San Francisco in my hotel room by myself, recording last week's episode a little late, but better late than never. What's the saying? Anyway, this week we will talk about the Monday show. Joel Stein owns Salmon Pants and the Thursday show, Wendy's 14-hour VHS special, Dave's Canada Trip and Impromptu Spelling Test. But first, I'm going to do some shout outs. Shout out to Brittany. I love you. Miss you. Shout out to Bruce by Dawn, to Paul Angstrom, Scott Marquez, Ray Morgan, Jay Inslee, Lauren Kelly, Dr. Jen, Tim Martez, Tamara Holler, Ulysses Atkins. Toby Milton, Lee Bruns, and Sadie Rose, aka Z Mary Jane, aka Sandra. More on that next week. So, Joel was in and they made a big deal about the fact that it was a no tone zone and they kind of had banter as if it was Tony and then introduced Joel and that was fun. It, it makes it more homey. They talked about having Allison being his best friend and the fact that the name of the show is I'm your new best friend and it made me start thinking about the fact that well first of all Joel said do I have to call my best friend and tell him that you're my new best friend because he's out but I was wondering if you think that you can have more than one best friend I, I don't know I think we've talked a little bit about this before but I think you can because I think you can have best friends from different eras of your life that can still travel with you Sounds like some sort of dirty pants, but okay, dial it back. This is, see, this is what happens when I do stuff by myself. It just, it's worse. (laughs) I need something. Maybe I should go see if if the housekeeper can come in and join me. (laughs) Um, Okay. So they talked also a lot about Orange County and the, the OC trajectory. And it's funny because I obviously grew up in Orange County and I, I had the same experiences as Allison did where I didn't feel like I belonged, I didn't feel like I looked anything like someone from Orange County. Although now, when you go there, I, I do feel like I probably fit in more. But um, it's uh, it's interesting because when I, especially when I worked closer to like where Allison grew up, uh, when I was a nanny down in that area, the all of those kids they did have a certain trajectory. Like they all play tennis and they are all going to go to said allison said usc but this was like everybody was going to go to ucla or everyone's going to go to penn state or like everyone's going to go do something with their lives they're not going to sit around and beat bumps on a log that's for sure but also just the aesthetic and how you're supposed to really be expected to look like obviously i was the help <laughs> when i would come to work they're like okay um, that was clear. But but you know what? I'm okay with it, clearly. Uh, also, so Joel wrote a book, and I, I believe he was saying it started as an essay book, and then he ter- kind of turned it into a novel, which he was talking with Allison, and Allison was saying something about the fact that she would love to write a book, but it's just so daunting. And the fact that she wrote an essay book was an easier way of getting things out. And I can see that. That would be a lot of fun, because I've had this overwhelming desire to write books, but I have all these little stories and I thought maybe write an essay book, but then am I just trying to imitate Alison too much here? (laughs) His story sounds interesting and it sounds like, and this is probably good because there's lots of notes. It's probably good that's just me by myself because I think this is a controversial, he has controversial opinions, but also he, I like the fact that he is not just one-sided and it's very easy to just say, I hate Trump, Trump's whatever, you know, a monster or whatever. And, Instead of trying to understand Trump supporters' point of view, or not just Trump, but in life, trying to trying to understand other people's points of view and where they're coming from, when we focus on hating Trump, I think it dilutes finding a solution to any problems. Or, or um, sol- there's no end game. It's just like being on a playground and just like throwing rocks at each other. It's it's not solving anything. But I do like this idea that he's trying to become a more open person and to maybe see the positives in Trump being in in office as far as when someone is so wrong, maybe it sheds the light on things that can be changed. And I wonder what everyone thinks. Is there really no actual truth out there? Is everyone BSing everyone? Listening to him talk, I thought this is the reason why I don't listen to political podcasts, even though I subscribe to them. And I'm very interested in... Learning more and being more informed, but then I start thinking. Whenever I hear more, more the more I hear, the more I feel like helpless that I can't do anything. But I don't want to be a uh, you know a head in the sand type of gal. <laughs> so uh, I think I might actually read this. I'm not sure. I, I the only problem is is when you start humanizing racists for instance like i don't really want to see a racist point of view is that me being closed-minded anyway i could really just go on and on about this but i i'd like to keep this short and sweet so i could just you know maybe these will just be talking points that we can talk about another time or maybe um rafael's probably happy to not have to talk about this at all <laughs> The main thing I want to talk about is he went, he went to a passion party, which I think, I think it was Dr. Jen that said, Oh, now that you've heard Monday's episode, you're going to try and turn the group recording into a passion party. And Dr. Jen, I think it's a great idea. Thanks for uh, recommending that. But that's where Joel ran into that person where he was completely liking this person they were charming and then all of a sudden they say some really horrendous things you can't change people's minds that think that way so being around that just would make me feel so uncomfortable but he puts himself in situations where he is uncomfortable so that maybe he can learn something or just learn that he's right to not hang out with these kind of people (laughs) so all of this i mean living with someone like him he's passionate about what he's writing about and he's passionate about politics and he's also informed So thinking about that and having to think about going home and leaving your work at work, but then also it kind of led to, you know, what topics are off limits at home? What conversations can you not have? And I don't think, I was trying to think if I have any of those where there's just stuff you don't talk about because out of respect for each other. I don't think I really have that because there's no way that we're going to, I feel like my husband and I are so same-minded in regards to the world and things that we don't really have to dive deep into stuff. And it's stressful to be around somebody that's ranting all the time. I know that Allison kind of snapped at Daniel when he was like coming home and ranting and or talking over somebody that was on TV that was talking and it's just sort of like, I I would say that that would be exhausting to always have to have that in my face. And that's also, I would like to have a choice, (laughs) In the matter. But I'm wondering what, what's off limits for, for you people that are listening right now? What can you not talk about with your significant other or your friends? Or just, I wonder if there's a rule or if this is just a, an Allison thing. One more thing that I related to when Allison said she has a repeat guest on, she goes back and listens to the episode that they were on last. So you don't have duplicate questions or topics. And just to kind of remember the context of their, your relationship with them. And she was saying when she listens back, she would in her mind think of what was going to be say- said next, because Joel was talking about choice and free will and reaction, and that your brain is just that you just pretty much have no choice that you're just going to react a certain way. That that whole topic was interesting that it came up at the end because I thought they could really dive into it more. Even though it was, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I believe it or not, but I mean, yeah, I think you could talk me into it. It made me think about when I edit this show. I go back and I have to listen to these conversations that I have. And in my mind, I think, Oh, I should have said that. And then, and then on the recording, I say it. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I guess even when I've had a few beers, I still can think the same way. <laughs> okay. Also, I thought it was really cool that Allison mentioned that her ariymbf AKA us, were are going to be at Sketchfest. And I think that's cool that she was excited that we we're going to be here. And I think that's it for Monday. Before we go on to Thursday, I just want to say that the group recording is upon us, and I am so excited being around everyone this weekend. It always rejuvenates me and like fills me with you know happiness and makes me just appreciate even more what Allison does. But it also makes me sad that I won't be seeing everybody again that that soon. But but the group recording is next month and i get to see a lot of these people all over again and we're going to have a whole weekend again so i'm super excited about that it's february 28th, 29th march 1st and at my house in orange california and we will do allison stuff we'll do us stuff we'll record it'll be fun please join us lots of people are going to be there and it's just it's always a good time all right so i think it is time for lk's Childish Chat. LK's Childish Chat. Oh my God. I need to cut that out.
1: Hi, Lisa. Hi, Rafi. Hi, everyone. This is Lauren Kelly with some Childish Chat. Okay. On this episode, we learn uh, that Pete the Retailer is now the new producer for Childish, no longer Tony Thaxton. Shout out to Leanne Ward for telling me that before I heard the episode. The name of this episode is Wrong Hole, and it's because Alison said she was thinking back about the time that she was dating a guy and they were having sex. And she uh, said, wrong hole, wrong hole. Um, And now she, she now thinks that it wasn't just like an accident. It was more of like a, a test, like, can we do this? And it was obviously a no. Um, And then they were talking about porn and how, how bad it is for for sex and for kids, for young people who are just learning about sex, and you know, because porn is is not the same as real life, and I agree with that. It's and it's now something that you have to like include in your sex talk with your kids is is addressing that. Um, I haven't done that yet, so that'll be fun. And they were talking about does Daniel watch porn, and Allison kind of doesn't know. Like they don't really talk about it. So I thought that that was interesting that she doesn't know. I guess she she suspects that he probably does sometimes. Um they mentioned that Goop came out with a vagina scented candle and it's $75. <laughs> um Allison said if it's a healthy vagina it should smell like nothing at all and um they were guessing what scents could be in it and my personal guess is I thought maybe clover flower or strawberry. And it turns out it's geranium, citrus bergamot, cedar, absolute, damask rose, and something else uh, that I forgot to write down. (laughs) Diego the tortoise, he was brought to the United States to save his species. I I think he's from Galapagos Islands. And they said he did such a great job. They brought him here uh, to breed. The species went from 15 to 2,000, and 40% of the population are his his descendants. and he now gets to retire and go back home. We learned that Pete, the retailer, has a five-year-old daughter and a two-year-old son, and he was saying how it's kind of different parenting styles for different kids. I totally agree with that. We basically did everything different with our first son and our second. Lots of things were different. They mentioned that at the Sketchfest childish podcast that uh, they're gonna be passing a mic around and there will be crowd interaction. So that I was excited about. So I'm hoping I'll hear some familiar voices. Oh, and Allison said that Elliot was eating a lollipop, or as he calls it, wallypuffs, and it was a blue lollipop, and he put it down on the beige couch, and then she kind of like went into a flashback, like thinking how, you know, blue getting on the couch would have sent her parents into a rage, and there would have been yelling, and and she said she just you know, cleaned it up, it came right out. And I get what she's saying. Like, I think that way too, like there was a lot of yelling in my house also. And I never yell at them for things that are accidents or, you know, it's it was just a mistake or like the first time my son colored on the wall with markers, like my husband and I just kind of said to each other, well, you know, we never told him not to do that. So can't really get mad so it's just a lot of like hey please don't do this again you know and it feels good to to break the the cycle and not you know continue the yelling and you don't want to scare your kids anyway that's all I have for my notes for this week and I hope everyone's having a great day I like you bye-bye Oh, Lauren, we like you as well.
0: I love that you do Childish Chat. And I hope that you don't feel overwhelmed by it because you do a great job and I know you're busy. So I appreciate it. I wonder also the fact that Pete is now, the, is now producing Childish. Will Tony have a job when he gets back? This is what I want to know. Is he being phased out? I think I agree with Allison about the uh, accidental anal. I think it's 50-50, maybe on that, that it could actually be accidental or you're, or the guy's pretending it's accidental. So either way, accidental, accidental. Oh my God. Okay. And I never thought about the fact that we'll have to address porn in the sex talk. That's not... I, I didn't even... It makes sense. I understand. I saw porn way too early and I definitely think it like changed my view of things. But then luckily, I think I have more of a realistic view of it now because it's like, okay, that's just, I realize it's not. But I know that there were definitely people that I knew were that uh, definitely expected it to be more of a porn experience. But how how do you address that? I mean, there's so many other goddamn things. Oh my God, parenting is so hard. And a vagina candle. Hmm, okay. I think that I won't be buying that. All right. Well, Lauren, we like you and love you. And I'm just so happy to get to hear your voice every week. All right. Let's talk about Thursday. We Were Her Little Dutch Babies sent in by Sasha Zucker on Patreon. I've sent in Dutch babies before because I, it looks a lot like a German pancake that I love. And it's something I wanted to try. The fact that she sent it in and it was read this week, it was awesome because maybe we'll have to have it at our group recording They sound delicious. Dr. Jen says she has a place by her house that serves them, and I think it's called a 49er or something. That sounds like an interesting name, but I'm totally down for trying these, I think, to make a little plan for some breakfast, or we'll try making them. So it's interesting that they're talking about private jets. So Wendy and David and Pete joined Allison and Daniel, and the one thing I know about private planes, first of all, I was listening to this while I was on the plane to San Francisco so it was kind of like oh god I don't talk about planes crashing but private jets are like very known for crashing you never hear of plane crashes but they're if when you do it's always private jets and then like ironically the whole Kobe Bryant thing happened this weekend and it's just like holy shit like wow it's dangerous and scary and i had to go on a plane later so why am i talking about this i do know that on the real and the only reason i'm saying this is because i'm by myself and there's no way that rafi could be like really we're talking about the real housewives but the real housewives they call the private jets pjs and they, they all went on a private jet on one of the last episodes that i've watched and they were wearing pjs on the pj and i was like that's totally something i would do Okay, when was talking about her water breaking and the the, dre- the dramatics of it and it not being at all like it is shown on TV. I wonder if anyone has it the way it happens on TV because why did someone ever decide to make it the way it is on TV that it's dramatic It's dramatic in a different way where it's just sort of an explosion of splashing. Mine happened the exact same way as Wendy where I was like, I think I'm peeing, but like I won't stop and I have no control over it. And so you, it was just okay, all right, it was just feel like you're peeing without control. But I went to the doctor and they said, oh, no, you just, you just peed your pants. And I'm like, (laughs) but it won't, it just, it won't stop. And I, I'm 39 years old. I know what it, you know, I know what um, peeing myself would feel like. And I know if I have control over my pee or not. I don't know. I just hate being talked to, talked it down to doctors or nurses where you know what's going on with yourself, but I had the same exact thing, but they still sent me home. And I just had to, I just kept using like towels until I, I think the same as Wendy did until I did finally go in. But and Wendy also talked about watching Sex and the City while she was there. And it made me think of, first of all, towards the end of my first pregnancy, all I wanted to do was just watch Sex and the City and like sit in bed and just like waiting for this baby to come out. So I thought that was kind of funny and cool. But while I was in labor, I was playing Uno with my sister. We watched Coneheads and then when I was like really getting close I was like all right I need everybody out and I listened to the Twin Peaks soundtrack and I'm wondering everybody out there that has had kids what was your comfort zone what did you pack to make yourself quote-unquote comfortable because there's no really being comfortable but how did you pass your time what did you bring from home to make you feel better about being in the hospital and doing something completely scary and foreign then they went on to talk about potato power potential, and I thought it was kind of funny. Just the whole imagery of seeing someone like Lisa Vanderpump charging her phone on a on a potato is fucking hilarious. And it made me think, can you do that? And has someone done that? I'm not going to look into it because I don't care that much, but it would be really funny to try. I also thought about how corn and potatoes get such a bad rep in keto diet America, like it's the demon or something. I wouldn't mind testing out the potato in this respect. David talked about his Canada shows and at first I was like, oh, this is going to go in a positive way because Canada. And then he was talking about having a bad audience. And that he had a meltdown, which I'd like to see footage of, and that there was a hockey mom that was heckling him, and that they all went up just pussy jokes, and I was just like, what? Like, he said, the way he described it before he told the story was, it almost seemed too unreal, like it was a sitcom, like it was, there's no way that this is real life anywhere. And I love that someone yelled, no science! (laughs) I just... Everything about this scene, as miserable as it sounds to live through, the story was really funny. And it made me think of when I was in Seattle with my husband, and I was wearing the Ologies t-shirt and the guy, I was walking up the street and a guy walking past me was like, oh, what does your shirt say? And he's like, oh, science. And I kept walking. <laughs> like, ooh, hey, oh, <laughs> at least he didn't yell no science at me. But I, it, this also led to the other stories like Wendy's LA parking experience where she she ended up following somebody, which is dangerous, but I, I feel her. But they both are talking about this whole change in society where it used to be everyone's hidden behind a keyboard and a screen. The anonymity behind being a garbage person and somehow like that veil is being lifted and people are just starting to do this in person. And I, I wonder if that's a thing. I never, ever thought about that. I just always thought people are such cowards. They're going to be these horrible people being hidden. But if people are just going to start being monsters, just straightforward, straight out monsters, it's like, oh man, this, I'm worried. (laughs) Maybe it's just an LA thing. Oh, and obviously in a Canada thing, apparently. (laughs) Sorry, Toby. I... Totally will get the uh, Sex is Weird VHS box set and watch it if Wendy makes it. That sounds kind of awesome. And I love it when Wendy and David are on their banter back and forth. is hilarious and fun. And uh, sometimes their improv can go on too long, but it always starts out really funny. And it's like always some... It always paints a picture of something that like, I want to see this cartoon. or I want to see this bit played out. This time it didn't go on too far, I think, or too long. I just thought it was fun and they're really fun together. And one of those bits was sort of the 90s Spago original Visco girl (laughs) combination, where I just thought, this is really funny. And it led into the, are we just reliving our teenage years? Is that why clothes are coming back into style? Or is it just we ran out of ideas? I wonder what it is. And I recently, like over the past year, have gotten a bunch of new clothes. I don't wear many of them yet, because I'm not to my goal weight yet. But I wonder, like, I start worrying where I'm like, I'm getting a lot of stuff that I used to wear in the 90s. And it's not because it's popular. It's because I miss those clothes. And I live in the past. So I'm kind of worried about it. The other thing is, and I think I was saying this to my husband when he was buying me my Peggy Bundy shoes. And there's some other things that just tell him, oh, yeah, I'm gonna wear this with that or whatever. And I'm like, I wonder if I'm too old to wear this stuff. Are you too old to wear like this kind of stuff? Like, can you age out of clothes? I guess is what I want to say. Certain, certain clothes. And then they start talking about bodysuits being popular. And I, and I do know that those are back because I've seen them at the clothing stores that my, my daughter wants to... Yet, and i just thought i don't i think i i don't know if i ever had a bodysuit i think i probably no. i actually really totally know i didn't because that would have not accentuated any of my good parts but it led to daniel's wanting to make men's onesies and calling them menzies, and that made me laugh so hard because Allison was like i don't think you should you should probably not call it that and he's like oh no i totally will and it's like you know what you probably totally should because it's ironic and funny and uh, but also it sounds like there's a need for it. It sounds like there's a demand for it. I don't think we need any more garters holding clothes down. That's just too weird and cumbersome. Just having a, a menzie would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Allison talked about also going back to 90s clothes and what was popular and having her matching denim outfit. I was I'm the same age as Allison roughly. So, when I was in 6th grade, I wanted matching Guess denim outfit. And Allison was lucky enough to get one of these or two, it sounds like. Uh, My mom, because there's no way I was going to get anything made by Guess. I had a Guess knockoff denim outfit and it was salmon colored and it still had a triangle patch on the butt. (laughs) And on the pocket of the jean jacket. And I just thought I was so cool until I heard people whispering behind me, oh, it's palmettos or whatever it was, some knockoff. So I never felt great about wearing it again, even though I still had to because I didn't have a lot of clothes to wear. But that definitely brought me back to also when I used to make my puffy paint matching sweatsuit outfits for my sister and I. And you know, luckily there's no pictures that I. Could, well, maybe there are. <laughs> no, hopefully there's no pictures. I do wonder if like anything that my kids are going going through wearing in their phases are going to come back and haunt them later, or they can talk about it on a on a podcast. Okay, I think that's enough for Thursday. We'll talk about JMOs really quick. Somebody sent one in about getting stumped by words and then that led into Wendy asking if everybody could spell Galifianakis. I'm wondering who was able to spell it correctly. I did not. I spelled it three times while I was on the airplane and none of them are correct. And someone sent in a JMO about mall profiling. And my biggest question was, who's fucking going to the mall? (laughs) Also, I wouldn't mind living in a world where there are still hat boxes and train cases. And I am super excited to see David Huntsberger's haircut. Because when I first met him, he had short hair. And then it just got unruly and bushy and crazy. And I hope we get to see a recording of this. I wonder if Colonel Jeff was there helping him at the junk show. Sorry, I missed that. Sorry, not sorry, because I got to see Allison. I think that's about it. I want to keep this short and sweet because it's coming out late. So I've got to put that content out there, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> what am I saying? All right. If you want to be on the show, email bfancast at gmail.com. We will try and make it happen. We're just trying to get everything kind of organized. Now that Raphael lives here, we're trying to figure out schedules and, try you know, I want to get the episodes out sooner than we have been. But you know what i just thank you for all for listening and no one gives me any flack for oh shit this came out a week later you know or whatever it is because we're all friends we're all family and bfs you are the fucking best thank you and good (laughs) night